listening to the Mouthful of Graffiti Podcast. The mod, not to be mistaken for John Candy's half-man, half-dog character from 1987 Spaceballs, is a mouthpiece for Mid-Atlantic creatives. I'm your host, Brad Cox, the Mog Father, a name affectionately coined and given to me by conversations with Rich Bennett, and I'm here to let you into the Mog House. Let's see who and what we're chewing on today on the Mog. The Mog, podcasting from Underground Studios, aims to be an all-inclusive, all-things-creative networking megaphone, and with the amount of talent we have in our own backyard, I don't know that we'll ever have a shortage of good content and rich stories to tell. Everyone has a story that's uniquely their own, and it's the Mog's mission to unearth it. The Mouthful Graffiti Podcast started as a seed and couldn't have grown without the support of those who sponsored us along the way. We'd like to thank Musicland, Reb Records, Capricos Books, The Gone But Never Forgotten Black-Eyed Susie's, Vagabond Sandwich Company, Double Groove Brewing, and the Baltimore Decal Gal. Don't forget to use discount code MOGPOD for a 10% discount at Capricos Books. Everyone knows you can't stop by Main Street Bel Air without grabbing some fresh new wax at Reb Records, followed by a delicious lunch at Vagabond Sandwich Company. While you're in town, swing by Musicland for the latest in gear and rentals or a relaxing pint at Double Groove Brewing. Rumors, a Fleetwood Mac tribute is coming to the APG FCU Arena on June 30th. Fans from across the nation claim that Rumors is the band to see if you're looking for an authentic recreation of live Fleetwood Mac shows. Tickets are available at HartfordEvents.com. The Phoenix Festival Theater is bringing Cabaret to Hartford Community College in June. Directed by Bambi Johnson, this risque Broadway classic set in the 1920s is sure to be a treat for Hartford County beyond. For tickets, visit HartfordEvents.com. Finally, Voyage, the ultimate journey tribute band, is set to touch down in Bel Air, Maryland on September 9th at 8 p.m. at the APG FCU Arena. Tickets are starting at $25. Visit HartfordEvents.com. Vendetta has been making a lot of noise in the Mid-Atlantic region for the past couple of years. It seems no matter who you speak with or where you turn, you're likely to hear the buzz around this alternative rock and roll band from Harford County, Maryland. Their sound is reminiscent of the early years of grunge, but with a modern indie flair. There's a lot of soul and authenticity in their recordings. It's that heart that people have really connected with and why they're irreplaceable. My only real regret is that I didn't have them onto the show sooner. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with a couple of the band members, so join me welcoming Vendetta to the gosh darn mog. <laughs> Vendetta, welcome to the Mouthful of Graffiti Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Good. You're doing great. This isn't the first time for all of you. We have Mr. B-Tags in the house, Matt Pataglia. He is the bass player in this particular band. And I do see that you're partly tucking and cuffing. You're cuffing. Yeah, I'm just cuffing today. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the tuck wouldn't be appropriate for a t-shirt of this size. Right, right. Yeah. That would, that would look ridiculous, yeah, right? It's usually the more form-fitting ones. So I don't typically have full groups into the studio, so we're going to do the best we can with the audio with this. Yeah. But I'm going to go around the room and just uh, confirm or deny what I'm about to say. Noah Frontera, you are the drummer for Vendetta. That is correct, and backup vocals sometimes. Okay, so swivel that around to Bear. Bear, I I have to apologize right off the top here. I thought Sam said that Bear was Hayden Douglas. You are not Hayden Douglas. I know Hayden Douglas. I am Hayden Douglas. (laughs) So you are Bear, Hayden Douglas, and what is your actual name, Bear? Hayden. It it is Hayden. I've assumed all three identities. Like the paint, though. All right, so... Matt Pataglia, we already established that you're on the base. Swivel that mic around here to Dom. I'm assuming that's Dominic Frontera, the brother of Noah Frontera. And you are the lead vocalist and the face, in a sense, of the band because you're always standing in front of your brother, Noah. I wouldn't say face because I think we all kind of have a very, very equal um, interpretation of what we do. Uh, But yes, I do sing play guitar. So how did you get the gig as the vocalist? Were you just the only guy in the room that could carry a tune other than Matt? No, I, I mean, so me and Noah both play guitar because, I mean, our father, which you know, he was a huge metal guy, huge rock guy, and he got started in music and playing playing guitar and everything else, and eventually he picked up drums. So I got 
the choice to sing just because it was just happenstance. There was no like particular rhyme or reason why. Gotcha. Because a lot of times it's the guy in the group that actually can carry a tune. Right. And the other guy's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So you you can sing, you know. But then right. that guy ends up getting all the credit for everything, <laughs> which is fantastic. I, I, I'm that guy in my band. <laughs> So um, you guys uh, actually swivel that around to Matt Battaglia real quick. You do have something to announce before I get into the news, and that is that you're going to be hosting an open mic. Yes, at this my, Saturday. My favorite bar in town, which Sean is Mullins. Yeah, yeah. So from if nine I to can 11. make it, I'm actually going to take you up on the offer and come do an open mic. Awesome. I love that place. Yes. Come on out. We're doing with uh, two records and entertainment by Gary Gimmel. It's okay. his um, his kind of organization and he he has people come in that are co-hosts so i'm excited honestly so there's a pairing though with uh skatology which yeah is- that's that's also another thing i think he somehow brought them in on his brand i don't really know the ins and outs of it but i do know that skatology is involved too skatology is a, a strange place because it's been in town for 15 20 years but they kind of just do their own thing and out of nowhere, like they're just all of a sudden now part of this open mic, which is really cool. Yeah, I don't exactly know how they're involved, but <laughs> I guess I'm going to find out. Because they do shows every, over there every once in a while, like in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, so they? we actually, my, my new band, Deep Six, we were supposed to play our first show there, but unfortunately it got rained out. Okay. But yeah, we were going to play behind the shop. All right. Well, that was the, the little bit of news that I wanted to get from you. I'm going to read the news and then we'll get into the podcast. Word, yeah. All right. So Transcendent Events, Kevin Hawk's uh, group there is bringing the emo show back to the Canal Club in Richmond, Virginia on June 17th. Are you guys, uh, swivel that around to Bear. Bear, are you a big emo fan? And if so, who are some of your favorite emo bands? Um, it depends on what band. I think as close as I get to emo is probably like Sunny Day Real Estate and... Uh, my Chemical Romance. Okay. And maybe some Yellow Card, but that's just pop punk. How about how about The Used? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a negative ID. <laughs> Would you guys ever consider doing one of those Emo Nights? Has Vendetta covering My Chemical Romance? I'd, ra- I'd rather just play the Pearl Jam cover game <laughs> than do that. Fair enough. Dude, Frank Euro and Ray Toro guitars. Or we Tom, do- grab that mic real quick. So, have you done the Pearl Jam cover band yet? Or no, like the cover I haven't. Set? We got in the offer once or twice. Yeah, it, it would make sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, June 17th, also on June 17th, Rapola Entertainment, Nick Ellison, has Modern Mimes and the Heavy Hearts Tour coming to Zen West with Lene, Under Fallen Skies, and North Bend. And finally, Feed the Scene has Bad Cop, Bad Cop, the Homeless Gospel Choir, Callie Massey, and Pity Party coming to the Metro Gallery on September 3rd. We're going to start with fun questions, okay? So I'm going to start with you, Noah. You yeah. got the mic in front of you. Are birds real? Of course birds are real. Well, I'm asking you no, because no, 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 there is a conspiracy theory yes. that birds are not real. What? I couldn't believe that because I'm like an like an environmental bio major. Yeah, so you're, like, you're, you're the bio I'd nerd. Like, I've like, if they're a drone, then wow, they're like. Well, it's it's ridiculous on its face, but there, there's trucks right. that drive by that say birds aren't real. There so then you have to look it up. Nothing just, is real. Nothing well, to get hung about, man. I feel like maybe uh, bear. They're they're just lizards. Lizards with wings. There you go. That is well, actually correct. It, it is actually probably true. The dinosaurs themselves are now uh, assumed to have possibly had feathers. Right. I can't imagine a T-Rex with chicken feathers. Dude, I, I've we had at Hartford Community College before um, I transferred. There's a professor there named um, Andy Adams. He's he has like all, all like like the wildlife classes and everything, and and, does, and teaches zoology. And he's a huge herpetology person. So the first class, I had oh, you're gonna him. have to slow it out. Herpetology. What what exactly is herpetology? <laughs> Let's start with that. The study. It's like turtles, salamanders. See, it's yeah. Okay. It's like turtle salamanders. Okay. Because of this. Um. But yeah, I was like Andy. Like, are are they just like? Could you imagine that? And he's like, I hell, I could not. I could imagine that now. Okay. So uh, stay on the mic. Do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? We were talking about Sasquatches upstairs in the, the kitchen. <laughs> yes, we were. We yes. were <laughs> do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? There's, there's, there's good ones out there. I, I mean, my, I don't know. I mean, a conspiracy theory I really like. I would have probably something also paranormal. Uh, what's the, the, it's in New Jersey. The Jersey Devil. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. the Jersey Devil. Yeah. All right, so there's a, a a channel on YouTube called the WF Files. 
and he covers all the stuff. So it's it's a great channel. Check that one out if you like conspiracy theories. All right, Matt Battaglia, swivel that around to Matt. <clears throat> Have you ever wondered if ghosts are just invisible aliens? You know, in a sense, they are. Because they're in a different realm, so that's technically alien. It's alien to our Correct. realm, right? Yeah. So it wouldn't it's be alien. exactly the way we typically would think of ghosts, yeah. but maybe that's that's. I feel cruel. like invisible because we can't see them with our eyes, but just because we can't see them with our eyes doesn't mean they're not. But that there. would also make all of us aliens. Yeah, we are. Yeah, because some fair we're, we're aliens to some other species. That's right. All right. In this universe, that's a fair answer, Matt. Yeah. Almost wealth, almost like you knew that this, this was coming, but you uh, didn't. No. Anybody listening, Matt Pataglia did not get prepped on that bear. It's your <laughs> turn here. I had no clue. Bear, bear, I don't have anything that that good, but uh, your favorite YouTube channel? Do you have one? Is it? Uh, oh, that's a hard one. Probably uh, cold ones. It's like two Australian dudes who sit there and get drunk and do really stupid stuff. <laughs> that's not so good for a podcast. So it's. Is it kind of like, what's that one show with bubbles? Uh, Trailer Park Boys? <laughs> Is it like that, but real? Yeah, they just, they literally just sit at a table and they'll like open boxes. They'll order like thousands of dollars worth of stuff off of uh, Wish <laughs> and we'll get like the worst items they possibly could find on Wish and just buy them and open them and get drunk. So they'd order, uh, I think they accidentally ordered, um, what, uh, quote unquote Chinese herbal rocks off of there at a crack pipe. <laughs> oh my god! What could wow. go wrong? Everything. Well, nothing. So you guys there are you from go. a younger generation. Do people watch YouTube channels the way like we used to watch sitcoms? Like, is that a place you go for content, or is that still kind of secondary to like Netflix? Um, I don't know. I think we watch YouTube channels. Depends if we're interested in it or not. If it's yeah. something that we like. You know, I mean, there's certain shows, of course, on Netflix or Hulu, like you're going to go to, but at least, for, at least for me personally, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube channels that have great content. I watch pretty regularly, you know. I mean, I like Stevie T. CBT? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's all I got to say about that. Really. <laughs> I don't even watch live TV anymore. It's literally just Netflix yeah. and YouTube. I watch Hulu. Hulu, uh, HBO, uh, any of uh, the other ones? I mean... Showtime? I, I like HBO, but... I mean, only show I ever watched on each bit was is, is The Sopranos, you know, because you know, me and oh, I, the classics. Because classic. Mino and Matt have to keep our, you know, somewhat Italianness alive, right? <laughs> and watch some kind of, you know. I'm Sicilian. Both, all three oh, of us are. Huh? Take. I'm Czechoslovakian. If anybody gives a shit, <laughs> I kind of am too. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. All right, it's a little bit in there. I don't even know who to ask this to at this point, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stick. I'm going with Noah. You okay. got a mic in front of you. So, right. was the moon landing filmed in a Hollywood basement? You know, I I did. I've actually myself researched this quite a bit. I was actually curious about this. I heard that, of course, everyone hears stuff on Joe Rogan a lot. So, uh, I, I, it was one of those nights where I was like, you know, two a.m. I'm like just half awake. And I'm like, I'm going to read this. I was up at two o'clock. I saw this. I'm, like, I'm going to read it to myself. Like the hollow moon theory and that yeah, kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think so. I think it was more of a backup thing that the mission went wrong. Okay. That's what I think. I don't know. If the, I, I, who knows? Maybe the mission did go wrong. And they, we don't know. We, we don't know, but, and I'm not really into that conspiracy theory camp so much, but I'm starting to wonder about the moon because I just saw this whole documentary on hollow moon theory. Oh yeah. And it's really like, it's kind of uh compelling yeah like the thing when it, when it gets struck it reverberates like something that's hollow the soil on the top is actually older than the soil below it which would be it's the polar opposite of how and what is. is the study of moons uh, astrology come on come on Astron dominic you're the science kid <laughs> um, you come out of the gates with the herpetology i'm an environmental scientist not an <laughs> astrophysicist but yeah no uh, yeah that is correct yeah, that is weird that yeah. uh, that's very weird matt what's up Samantha, Samantha Cox, my daughter, would like to know, what does it mean to drink out of cups? Oh, what? She's going to hit me with that? That's what she came out King with? King of tying knots. Oh, man. <laughs> Not ever. No way. Drink, I, and I have no context for drinking this Drinking out of cups is like, <laughs> it's kind of like tripping sack in a closet. It is literally a video of yeah. a dude I mean, allegedly, but like, it's like. It's what? It's it's, a, it's more of a state of mind than it is an actual thing. Okay. <laughs> no, it's like it's it's this video and it's like it's a dude. It's dude. a lizard and you just got to see it, man. The lizard is saying some 
ridiculous thing. He's, he's talking. They put audio yeah. over. Uh, it, it's like there, there's there's been like people are like it's this YouTuber who they they montaged like all of his clips, and then a lot of people are like it was this kid who was tripping in a closet, and his friends recorded the audio, and then put this whole visual experience over top of it. And honestly, I don't know what it is, but you're going to have to find out yourself. Right, drinking out of cups. We'll have to check that out. Hopefully drinking it doesn't end me into the dark web or something no, like that. No, 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 okay. no. It's, it's very uh, lighthearted and comical. All right, Bear. Bear, this is for you. This is also from Samantha. I don't know what this means either. So, um, I, and I'm just going to preface this by saying I know that you have fur because you're a bear. But are you a smooth boy? Oh, oh yes. Yes. we know that. smooth boy. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I, sli- I, I slipped back my hair. My hair was just super smooth at one point. It was just, I, I literally shaved my head. Oh. But it used to be like, literally, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. come feel. Like. I, 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 I think I'm I'll good. skip can, on that I can, one. <laughs> I can imagine what it feels like. Very silky smooth. Smooth boy. Yeah, he had to like shave the side. This was his hairstyle for years. I mean, like, it, like, I, I became synonymous over the years with like flannels and like just wearing black. I've he, never seen you in the fedora. This is a good look. It's a new. It's a, it's new, a new look. It's, it's a, a very new, new look. Yeah. I give credit to my I'd girlfriend. Say it three three months. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I give my girlfriend Savannah credit. I went to Ellicott City and she was like, "Why don't you buy a hat?" I'm like, "You know what? Sure. Why not?" Well, the thing about hats are a lot of times look good in theory, but then you put it on, and you're like, "I look, I look ridiculous." Yeah. This looks like it was made for you, like a Stetson. I know. Thank you. I I was kind of form fitted. It is form fitted. You know, what? it's like your clutch hat, Hayden. No, go ahead and keep that in front of you. Let's okay. talk about Wayne Hepler and your generalized thoughts on Wayne Hepler. We all, all of us, all of us had Wayne Hepler. I yes. had Wayne Hepler. My daughter had Wayne Hepler. You had Wayne Hepler. And Lisa Cox had Wayne Hepler. I'm pretty sure Dom probably had Wayne Hepler. I did not, but I think Hayden. So anyway, let's talk Wayne Hepler. Your thoughts, anything was sent out to Mr. Hepler. He's a great Doc guy. Hepler. Hepler. He yeah, I, I'm not sure. He might be. I don't know. Over no, he's a great guy. I've had a lot of experience with him over the years. He, in the mask on the department, he's just great. He's funny. Yeah. Um. He always, at least for me personally. Um. Also, I was interning at WHFC last semester. Um. He uh, always is funny. Like I'll be there zoned in, editing like a podcast, editing something for you know Paul Chufa or Matt Terry, and he just comes behind me and just tries to scare me. <laughs> Like, he's real funny. He's a great dude. I always had great. Yeah. yeah, he's he's always got good vibes and always you know it, he's the kind of person I feel like that if you need to ask him something or talk about something he's always there to yeah. you know, help you if you need help with something. He's a good dude. Yeah, yes. All right, so let's swivel this around to Dom. I know at one point there was a club in Salisbury called the Monkey Barrel. <laughs> is it still there? No. Okay. What it is, is it now? I think it's Guido's. I don't know what that is. Do you is know it? Guido's on the boardwalk in Ocean City? Uh, no, is it kind of like it's like yeah, a Mexican bar restaurant? Oh. It's like Mexican bar, yeah. Guido's. Um, it's like a Mexican restaurant. Um, and I tell you what, I mean, it, my first semester there was a little weird because I'm used to being, you know, I mean, yeah. like I'm used to being home playing shows and you know, and and like, hanging out with like Sam, Scott, you know, Scott Miser, if he's listening, hi Scott, or whoever. And that was cool, new thing. But um, yeah, that place, I think it, I've heard it before. I think that that's where Gu- I think it's like called Guido's. It's like right across campus. There used to be a really good scene in the Delaware, Ocean City, Rehoboth area. Mm-hmm. So like you, you could kind of play a show here, then go play a show there, go up to Harrisburg, and kind of make a make circle, a big of the whole circle, thing. right? Yeah. I'm and trying to get house shows down there. Like, what where are bands playing? Like original bands playing in Salisbury. <sighs> and Banshee, it's a lot of house parties. Okay. And I'm trying to get down with them at one point, but like the the bands there aren't bad. Um, it's just, they are, um, they're very like just mentally opposed like to our style of music, mm-hmm. which that's not a bad thing, but if we played a set with them and like, I know them, I mean, the, the guys, they're really cool and there's two bands there, but it, it just, it would be weird, but I'm trying, I am trying to get shows in Ocean City at some point. Cause I'm, I'm working down over at the Home Depot down there okay. when I'm there. So cool. B tags. So let's get into the music a little bit. That's why you guys are here. That's what you're here to promote. So have all of you been in the band? Can you answer this? Uh, has everybody that's in this room been in the band the whole time? The past four years. Okay. Yeah. And so the first EP was All That Remains mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Where was that recorded and how old were you guys when that was all taking oh, place? Man. So we were at Josiah Orzi's house. So it's Josiah. Yeah, in the okay. in his basement. He had a studio down there. Um, 
I can't even remember what age I was when we were. You guys had to be pretty young. That's. I mean, I was probably 21. They were okay, probably so 19. You were probably 18, 19. Yeah, like a year after high school, we were in there. Yeah. Okay. So for some reason, I was thinking maybe you guys were still in high school or something like that. Cause we wrote most of those songs when they like just got out of high school, though. So it was, we started when they were in their second semester of senior year. So was he uh, was he able to catch a little bit of a break, or how much were you guys spending on each song? We we easily dumped over two grand into that album. Okay, I, I would say so. Did you have physical copies made as well? Nope. We tried to, and then the kind of the world kind of ended. I yeah. can't imagine if you're like one of those musicians that's you know that you make a living like playing like acoustically every single weekend or something like that. Like, well, they got you, this reimbursement thing. Though. There was that, but yeah. I mean, how much did that, even if it was five grand or something like that, it's still not enough to offset all that loss. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. The thing is too, like, I mean, for us, that was the first time recording, like, like, I mean, ever. So it was really cool. And, and for me, it was kind of, um, an interesting experience because I've never been in a vocal booth or anything. So it was cool to do it. Um, but yeah, it was like, we had to go do one other song and touch it up. We couldn't, which sucked, but eventually got it out. I mean, I mean, I'm still happy with it. Before we get uh, too deep into the track by track of the, that particular album, mm -hmm. Noah. Yeah. What is the songwriting process in, in the band? Well, it, it's kind of changed compared to when we first started out. When we first started out, well, first off, I play guitar and stuff too. And I, it was funny, me knocking around the same house for a couple of years. We never played together. Then eventually I got the drums. We started playing together. But how it works in Vendetta, at least how it started, was Dominic had the bulk of the idea. Um, he still has a good portion of the idea now. But before, it was more so building around his ideas. And Matt had some input too. But now it's kind of the point where I think all of us kind of have input on stuff. And all of us kind of have, it's more of a uh, all four collaboration, which I think it's, I mean, every band's different, you know? I mean, like, you know, Kirk had his own songs and Dave and Chris just played or, you know, it's Lars and James. But of us, it's like we try to, as time has progressed, we've tried, we've got it opened up to, okay, let's make this, let's all of us be happy with this stuff rather than, um, nothing we're happy with before, but try to make all of us really included in it for sure. Yeah. Are you adding any uh, backing vocals or anything like that? Um, actually, well, live, I started to, well, I didn't at first. Um, going back to two years ago when Regret just came out, I, kind of figured out harmony while driving i was working on slices math at the time i was driving delivery and i was like meet your harmony and then we went to do regret and don was like get in the booth i'm like what and so i was like yeah get in the booth and i went in the booth and i did the um so the end of irreplaceable the harmony that's me doing the harmonies with dominic at the end so cool. i'd like to do it more i think we're doing more on this couple kind of ep we're working on currently but i think i like to do it more for sure yeah let's get into the tracks a little bit here so i'll start with uh dom on this one dom the opening track is not anything to do with Nine Inch Nails' Downward Spiral. It just happens to be called Downward Spiral, but it definitely has that 90s flair. Uh -huh. Fair to say, though, that uh, Nirvana would be a big inspiration on this particular song or, or just in general? Actually, no, Radiohead. Radiohead. I, I started playing the track, and, and Lisa's like, oh, I hear some Nirvana. I was like, that's what I heard, too. Yeah. It's kind of Smashing Pumpkins-y in like, the chorus, but like the verse, I feel like, is just kind of like butt rock. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, really, he's like, like the half step. Then I like it where notes kind of rub together almost. Where like mm -hmm. if I'm playing an E, like the octave higher, like I might hit like hit you know, like the E flat. We're kind of rubbed together where you can go up and down on that. What is that seven? I don't know if this was planned or it was just a poetic coincidence or whatever. But it starts with downward spiral and it ends with. All that remains. So it's kind of like you went down the spiral, and this uh, is yeah, all that's left. That, that kind of was how it was planned. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I yeah, wasn't no, sure. They, they, we, Sometimes it, that, that happens. It was very thought out. With that, then, who is the main lyricist for the the group? Dominic. Um. Yeah. Me. I mean, like for the first EP again, I was first on recording, so like half these songs. I'm not sure you are probably your songs, but if I'm having to write something down, I kind of just um make like some random crap up and it's just, just some, syllables just, just, right yeah, yeah sounds so, and syllables and so like there were a few songs was all that remains tags that mean you kind of like hashed out all that remains maybe josiah yeah it's like it was like I, i'd have kind of like 80 percent was there it was just like i kind of just like ran out of steam also because i just was new to doing it i mean yeah, like, yeah. I, I wrote 
kind of poems in high school a little bit. I mean, I kind of had a lot. <laughs> Everett Seamont right over in the – because I played football there. Over in the team room there in the middle, in the, in the boys' locker room, I used to keep like a little like uh, like notebook there. So like, before practice, I kind of just like – if I if I hear like a melody or if I hear like words, I just write it down. Yeah. So that's kind of like a pile a lot of the first EP for the most part. So did, did the words typically come first or the chords or was it kind of coming out in tandem? I, re- I really do think we, we write songs based off the riffs and then we kind of just throw the lyrics on after. I mean, for the first EP, I, I kind of, I mean, the first three songs, oh, um, Downward Spiral, All the Remains, and then a single after that, Regret, I kind of wrote, un- unintentionally wrote them kind of in a story because I kind of had them like, I said, like three pages in front of me when I was home. I was like, okay, well, what can I like do with this? Or not like what do, but like what songs should these go with? And then down where I was easy. And then there were two. It's kind of like a um, those three in particular are kind of about like a abusive relationship. Down where I was kind of like uh, the person trying to help. It kind of I've always and this song. Always, I always try to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and regret is kind of the the shitty person's point of view. I was like, oh well, they left. Well, damn, now I'm, I'm actually really screwed. And all the remains is actually it's kind of dark. It's actually at the bad person's funeral. Okay, so do you want to? share where some of that inspiration came from is there is that something you can say yeah i mean okay. I, I, it's just um we had a, a family friend um that um our dad was really good too and tried to help out a lot and um didn't go well um that and just it, it's just they, kind of, the person was just it didn't matter what you gave it just kind of it's just he had it's just like he would do better than just kind of just up and down. Um, again, I mean, I don't know everything, but that's just you know, I my seventeen year old perception right, of it. Right. So I don't know everything, but that's kind of my perception of it. Um, and regret again. I, I, I it's kind of a love song. I kind of wrote that about my girlfriend. Not really. I mean, it was kind of, sort of. It was more just like, okay, I have this emotion at the moment that fits this piece of music. This still means that way. So if I sing that live, that's kind of what comes to mind um but it kind of just comes a bunch of places man like i said it was just random shit that i kind of compiled i was curious like if it was personal life it was things you were observing or sometimes like when you get to like a state of writer's block right you'll go into like an alter ego and try to experience what that is yeah matt matt post done that before and he's telling me about it it's really cool but uh, i mean to it's kind of both personal experience and like things i've it's like uh, some songs are more personal experience than others. Some are more like observations. It's, it's kind of like a, like a mixed bag. Bear, I'm swiveling around to you. Bear. First off, I want to give you a lot of credit as a guitarist myself. You, some of the leads are fantastic. I don't know if they're improv in the moment. Uh, like, um, they were all improv. Well, they were almost all improv. So like live, we just. So it's always different live. Uh, for certain songs okay. like Enemy, it's always different live. It, yeah, I mean, all of them. Yeah, Chungus always different live because it's almost impossible to play note for note uh, from recording, just straight wah pedal. <laughs> right, just total curse. That, that was like a song where we were just like, just make noise. We yeah. literally just wanted noise at the end of that song. In the studio, me and Noah were just like Metallica, like Bear, do your most Kirk Hammett thing possible. And he's like, wah, 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 wah. And just, I loved it. And then <laughs> that was half, it. Half of them were like kind of written, but like they were also just improv, like just stitched together, like piece by piece. Yeah. But not really too thought out. Yeah. It's, I mean, some of them are great. As a matter of fact, it is the solo on Chungus. I actually have a note right here. Great solo. <laughs> That's what's written in pen right there. So, Noah, I meant to ask this early on. Yeah. Where did the band name come from? And do you have a vendetta? And what's with the copyright symbol after vendetta? <laughs> oh Brad, Brad, this is a great Brad, story. You, you open up a wormhole that I think we're all going to have some kind of opinion on. But Noah, you didn't definitely start this. Uh, okay. St- all right. So how it happened was, I feel like, I feel like Kevin Hart, see what happened was, it's a couple years ago. When all this start. So me and Doc were playing I around. I need to put some ominous music right here. I know. You get some like. Uh, I have some. It's ready. It, it, you can't hear it now, but it's happening. Oh, yeah. I'll have some ominous music. So cue the ominous music. Uh, uh, so what happened a couple years ago, we, me and Doc first started playing. We got nicknames around open mics. Like the musical mic night before I worked there, which is funny how I work there now. But anyway, we were called the Noisy Boys. The we were, Noisy Boys? Because how loud we were. Uh, 
We, yeah. uh, Mike, yeah, yeah Mike, that, that dude, that dude, Mike from Musicland, I can't remember his last name. Newberry. He plays Newberry. He said like sexy dragon magic or something, oh. which was just kind of weird. really should have been the band name. I don't know how you guys landed on Vendetta. But... Yeah. We, we got I'll named, at 510 Giants with Mike Knight, we got named Paging Dr. Pepper. So we had a bunch of names that after a while we were like, okay. We were actually outside of 510 one night and we're like, damn, we gotta come up with a new name. Like, we don't know, I don't know what we're gonna do. We was just like, I, I think Dom, he, Dom came up with a name. He blatantly he said, How about Vendetta? And I said, That's sick. Yeah, I, th <laughs> I think three of us looked at each other like, We're like, You know what? That's that's cool. That's right. And, uh, and that was kind of it. But the copyright thing was so there was a band, there was a band name or because you know, copyright stuff is there's literally oh, there's a trillion vendettas on like vendetta. Spotify and everything. I couldn't find you. I had to go to your it's link an, it's tree. It's very frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And then I tried to put like the C in parentheses, but that's not a copyright symbol. No, so it doesn't not. recognize that. So I just walked into the ocean and went back to your Facebook page, hit the link tree, and then I found it. Yeah. But I was extremely irritated, to be honest. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. well, well. I wanted to listen to your music. And I couldn't find it. Yeah. So well, fix that. Yeah. Oh, we shall. Oh, we shall. You know, it's been the process. Can you go back to the maybe the sexy dragon name? <sighs> that was re release the music. Yeah, that's that's Bear. So the story, I don't remember that story exactly. Bear can tell it better than I can. Bear, go ahead. That was literally just we couldn't think of anything on the spot, and he uh, they were just getting annoyed. Well, that's at where us some of the best names come name. from. You know, like Ugly Kid Joe was. They were playing a gig with Pretty Boy Floyd, and they didn't have a band name, so they just called themselves Ugly Kid Joe, and then that's their legacy. White snake is david coverdale's although i don't know that i'd want to live with that for like my legacy hell no wouldn't make hair yeah my name's after his name after my yeah the big chungus the big chungus no but the name stuff i think we're except the copyright i all i want to do is get stickers and put like just put vcr okay so i just wasn't sure if maybe there was an axe to grind with a somebody a vendetta if you will Nothing uh, aware of. All right, look, dude. I don't know. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good idea because I'd be like, oh, this, this is, this is our. We'll never have to worry about any copyright or bullshit. Yeah, because we literally put copyright in our name. It was stupid. It was so stupid. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> well, it's there for the world to see. So yeah, yeah. and it's my fault. It really. Well, is. let me ask you this stupid question. Then, do you guys copyright your songs? Dude, no, like, we don't even do that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's even better. We we're, don't even we're do that. that lazy. Bro. I thought somebody hacked the Vendetta page the other day, and it was just Dom. Dom took like the password away from us or something. Yeah, reset like, it. I don't know. No, I logged into it. Yeah, but I couldn't get back in. Oh shit! Sorry. We ha we've had a juggling of. Um, Shit, what's the I Instagram was, name I was account? There at the tower. I'm like, here we go. I thought I was gonna get a DM like on oh, the no. other page. Like, you lost what is, what is the editing controls. <laughs> Well, are there any local bands that while we're on the show right now that you would like to give a shout out to? I've had a, a bunch of bands that have given you a shout out. Yeah, so. well, appreciate. It. I would say first of the bat um, come to mind like Harp and, and Aquanine. Nine. They're really good. Aquanine. Cool okay, yeah. yes, that's another band I got to get on as well as. Did you love them? Redacted. Redacted is really cool. Yes, absolutely. Um, Cruiser. Cruiser's really good. Uh, the Pineapple Band. With Cooper Wade. A really badass. Uh, not talked about band that should be more talked about experience experience they're just called just experience, experience. they're it. they're like a 70s rock cover band and they're they're lights out they're insane okay to from the tone like to the style to the music okay. it is actually and like, it's there, original there, there's no it's 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 covers okay. i feel like they might have some originals but i've seen so many people try to be like that in my lifetime, right. they are that. Yeah. They legitimately are that to the bone. They are so badass. You got to check them out. Yeah. I'll check out Experience. Oh, that's going to be a tough one to find, too. All right, so we got Act 109, Redacted, Experience, and Heartbent. So all you guys are getting tagged. And Pineapple. And Pineapple. Cooper Wade's Pineapple Band as well. So, yeah. all right, let's get into the song Enemy. Now, this one, to me, this is like, I went from Nirvana to like Pearl Jam at yeah. this point. Like it's got Pearl Jam vibes stamped all over it. It's a great song. Actually, I'm not sure if there's any Fugazi fans in the, the room. It's got some Fugazi vibes in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, I love Fugazi. Particularly me and Bear both love Fugazi, particularly me and him both of them love for a minor threat. So Enemy, uh, Bear, when you're playing this song, who is in your mind? <laughs> Yeah, I can't really think of anybody. I just made like a super heavy or like tried to make like a heavy, like, I guess, punk guitar tone and then just went at whatever plan. Yeah. Um, so do you have 
any enemies there? No, not really. You don't even have any uh, like in, in the <laughs> in the wildlife kingdom. There's really no threat to you. Bear is king. Uh, have you seen Cocaine Bear? Yeah, I was going to say that. You know, I want to see that bullets. so bad. That's, it was great. That's really, okay, cool. That's it was the only great. threat to me. Bullets. Bullets, okay. <laughs> bullets. So, so man. Man is a threat. Yeah. Dom, obviously as the, the primary lyricist, do you feel, and this could go for the musicians uh, as well, is music art therapy? Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Uh, I mean... I will tell you this right now. I'd have a hard time believing somebody would say no. No, I don't but know how yeah. they could say no. I mean, for me sometimes personally. people don't think of it in those those terms. No, I mean, for me personally, like, I mean, look, I love being at college. It's great. I mean, I, I'm, I got a year left. Thank God. Um, but I haven't been like at school. Like, I mean, next year a little different. But I've been like playing my my tube amp or anything. So I have my acoustic. So like the first day I came home, went downstairs, dined my Vox, and turned on like my clon clon, just like went. That's crazy because it's it, I, it's a different thing. Like I can't like do that. You know, because yeah, I'm all stressed for finals and stuff. So I come home, it's like freak out. Holy time! No, I agree with 100, man. I mean, I mean, I don't know many musicians who would not agree with that. But personally, I mean, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Vendetta's mission statement. What is that, Matt? What's Vendetta's mission statement? Like, what do you want people to take from the shows when they come? It's tough because we kind of have like two different sides of our sound. The one side is like pretty melodic, ballady, yay. And then the other side is like, I want you to smash your head into the wall. So <laughs> I was going to say like like regret and the irreplaceable are the, kind of like a, a more ballady yeah, approach. Yeah, like the chill. Like, but they're really great songs. It still kind of fits in the grungy 90s mm-hmm. alternative sort of thing. But like the music... We're doing right now. Like I, I literally just I want it to be so loud that it hurts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I already told Josiah when the studio when we recording the drums. He was like, I was like, Josiah, I want to sound like I want Pain. to sound like yeah, I want it to sound like three albums. I did drum stuff and get it close. In utero and Justice for All and the Black Am I think I, I just want it to sound like. A train's coming so at you. For in utero or like whatever way they they mic'd up the drums, like the the reverb sound. Steve Albini, like he's that, the man. That shit was genius. And like me too, like the stuff, like I mean, at least like vocally, like this. What he's kind of talking about, like regrets very melodic. So like I mean, like if I, like, for example, like when I did regret, I would play the root note. And if I hear a note in my head, okay, that's kind of cool. With the new stuff, I just don't give a shit. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to scream like Hetfield or whoever and just do my best Cornell impression. And if it sounds great, awesome. Yeah, sometimes you get in the booth and you don't realize that a certain scream was in there because you've never really – you don't you don't practice screaming per se. I mean, you can. You can, right. But it, a lot of times it comes very uh, organically. Right. I mean, there's times like, – yeah, I was just in studio every Forest Hill with uh, Josiah and Terry Peters yesterday. And – I had like there was like it was the stuff we're doing now vocally. It's like I said, guitars and I mean, it's just gonna hurt your ears. Not actually, but that's kind of yeah. the vibe we're going for. And just like the vocals are just more just like not barky, but there's times where I just, I just hit because my range is. I think I heard it was a podcast with uh, Matt Poth. I heard like, we we talked about range increasing. Yeah. My range has increased. Like I can hit. No, you can ask especially Matt. Like my range has increased to the point where I can hit like. I think irreplaceable is a big testament to how far your vocal range has come. Yeah, because like I can kind of do like really high, make like I mean like fourth octave A, okay, like high like belt it, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I can make no. I'm not gonna do it loud, but that's kind of the vibe I can do now. And before I, <laughs> I if you ask tags again, I would sing like five ten. We first started playing, I blow my voice out. Oh man, it would be the look of panic. We'd be like two songs in. I'd be like, we're playing like acoustically pretty much, and he'd just look back at us. He'd be like. I'm out. I'm out of gas. He's like, a lot of that is know. a lot of that is the stamina, right? And I took a few lessons with Katie. Um, she was there at, at uh, the Land of Music over Noah Works, and she was like, "Look, if you just like I," she was like, "Here, just try breathing like breathing through a straw," and I did it twice, and I was just like, my ring was like, "Holy shit, I can sing high." She's like, "Yeah, if you just do that, and like open your mouth a little bit more, which I've actually done a lot of. If you listen to the recordings, I." doing less of the marble mouth thing mm-hmm. um and she's like yeah you'll be great and mike newberry said the same thing to me and which that's actually trying to be a lot true and even josiah has been like yeah i can pull up tracks from your first the ep to the single you just did and what i did yesterday and he's like it's like a whole 180 it's like you have so much more control of your voice yeah after a couple shows your your vocal folds will callous over 
And then you can just go for on and on yeah. and on. You're going exactly. to screw your voice up at some point. But, you know, obviously these guys are on tour doing this. and They're know. doing something right then. Right. I mean, it's like, oh, that's bad. It's like, hey, what's bad? Then why do they sing on stadiums? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I sing too. And I've had the, I have the same kind of experience where, I mean, I've, I've definitely been more of a raspy voice compared to my brother. You know, I think everyone has their own kind of, I don't say a gear, but once you, everyone kind of find their own kind of fourth gear in a way. That's I, I, how I feel. Um, and once I get that gear, I mean, I can't, I don't have much range as he does, but guards are just sure just pushing. I th- I think it that takes a lot of practice. He just sorts in a way that I can't do. And it's like a, it's like, it sounds like you put nails on a damn blender. Okay. It's just like, oh, I can't do Gargling it. Gargling razor blades. Yeah. I, well, you do the vocal fry. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you have a song called Careless, which is, I believe, track three. Yes. And... This is more of a societal question. I'm not going to ask you what the song's about because I'm not going to ask you what every single song's about. Right. But in this fast-paced world that we're living in, could we all stand to be a little bit more carefree and to care less? Because it seems like we're just like so inundated with content and drama and stories and all this stuff going on. I feel like we all just kind of need to unplug, you know? That's exactly about what the song's about. Basically, just not giving a shit. Okay, just good. doing – I mean, seriously. I mean, like, I was just like, you know what? Because it was – I just – you know what? I'm kind of the point to where I don't care. Like, what's this – I mean, like, it's that's kind of how we are with, like – it's it's kind of one – if not – it's not mission statement, back to the other question. But it's one thing that, like, us, Harp and Acro 9 have. Just like, look, who cares about this? We don't give a shit. Let's just play music, you know, and have a drink or two and have a good time. Yeah, and let's unplug, you know, like, I mean, like, when we hang out, like, if we're on our phone, it might be for a little bit, for a TikTok or something, or, or some stupid meme, but, like, we're just, like, hanging out, having a good time. But, yeah, that's exactly about what that song is about. Yeah. Fair. For anybody that's been living under a rock, and it is 2023, where can people find Vendetta's music if they can find it? <laughs> that's a great if question, Brad. If you can find the Holy Grail on that uh, little random internet trail, uh, let's think. Uh, probably Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. You can actually find it on if you search it up on YouTube. It will probably take you to some really cringy uh, uh, old videos of no, uh, us playing at uh, no, us playing at the State Theater in Havre. Uh, Thank you, uh, my my, ba- my uh, boss. See? My boss woke me up with that one. Literally, like. Uh, so you guys don't get to just play shows and go home, and it didn't happen. You have to like relive them through everybody's <laughs> Facebook Live. But oh, it'll yeah. never sound as good as it actually sounds when right. you're there. And that's what's so frustrating is that I'll never be able to hear Vendetta live. I will okay. never be able to hear Vendetta live. Yeah. And unless you were to quit the band and go watch the band. Yeah, literally. That would be it. And it, I still wouldn't even have known what it sounded like when With I was you, in it. right. Because I'll never be able to see it. Can you it's imagine crazy. what that was like? Like for us, like we would go play a show and we would go home and drink. And it, whatever happened, happened. And that was the last we heard about it. Until maybe the next show, somebody might tell you at the next show, like, hey, man, that last show, what's going on with that? Or whatever. Or that was really good. <laughs> whatever it was. But you guys have to live with that every single time you go out there with the phones up. We used to have lighters. You know, it's just a little bit different now. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I kind of think that, like, I'm an old, I'm not, not old soul. That, that's bad. But, like, not bad. But I just, like, if that could happen again, I would love it. Yeah, like, I, I like there's too much of this. Like the phone, like I have it sitting from. This is too much. Like I mean, like it's great to have, but anyway, I was saying I can't like you know do whatever. I mean, I, that's why that's why I'm an environmental person. I, I like we we'll, we'll go on our boat in the middle of the bay. I drop anchor and just turn everything off and just fish and relax because that's like besides music that is my actual therapy. Yeah, I think that's like, the way for both of us. I mean, hands down, I think I, I think we both feel the same way about that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna get to my favorite track on the record. Chungus. <laughs> and and it's my favorite song, not just because of I, I know that it came from the Bugs Bunny fat meme. Yes. But this musically it's just the most fun. So is this a crowd <laughs> favorite or is this not a crowd favorite? Absolutely. <laughs> it is a crowd favorite. Uh, I mean you Chungus! Can, you can ask, ask Sam. It, every show it's like chung, people are like ch- the, the, people the, chant it. They'll be the the chant will be chungus chungus or we chunga 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 chunga. That's fantastic. <laughs> there there was actually a house party we played where we played Chungus and then they were like they made us play it two more times right after we played it. So three chungus. So we played chungus like three times that's, in a row. That's great. Yeah, it was fantastic, dude. That yeah, I was yeah, and that one too. Like I just had 
lyrics and I had a melody idea and I just, I was just like here Josiah like what do you think and me and workshopped it out and we had a name and Josiah pulled and we were on our Noah's you know it's one of the, not my phone it was one of three of those phone it was of the Bugs Bunny meme Josiah's like just call it Chungus so I'm like yeah, that's man. a great idea I can't get into everybody's backgrounds I already had Matt on the show so no I'll start with you yeah and obviously you were in the same household as Dom yes. What were some of your introductory instruments and what kind of music were you being introduced to? What were some of the first records that uh, Zeb was playing for you? Well, I, I actually... Good old Zeb, well yeah, dead. Yeah, we, I actually well, I have a funny story about that, about my, the point of us playing music. Actually, I played music for Dominic, I think. I played... Sa- no, actually, we both not played music when we were in Whittle. Like, we had like, yeah. little kids' guitars. But I actually played saxophone in, in uh, elementary school. Okay. I did it for a year and I just gave... I was like, I couldn't do this. And then eventually... Come middle school, we both got guitars. Yeah, it was like fourth, uh, like seventh grader. I, I don't yeah. know, something like that. Yeah, no, did, yeah, no, it was uh, no, mine was like a hard rock Les Paul Guitar Center, but yeah, but anyway, so we, um, that's where we started. But the first music we got, actually I remember it's clear as day still. We were living in Elkton in our townhouse, and my dad and Zeb Wave smoking a cigarette. He said, Watch this, and he played us the first video he played us was the Metallica one video. He played, he played, and I, I don't remember the exact order because my mom was a huge pop music person. Okay. And my dad was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> so he played, I can't remember the exact order. It was one, he played um, Sepultura. Okay. Pantera. Nirvana. Nirvana. It's all the heavy stuff. Anthrax. Yeah. Then he did like, like, Four like three I think three four Pearl Jam songs and and I remember the first Pearl Jam song I was like holy shit I want to do that was um what song was it was Dissonant mm-hmm. off of Versus I was like I was like I, the, the guitar part it's very like bluesy I loved it so have you followed their catalog from yeah because what's weird to me about Pearl Jam I do love Pearl Jam me but too. It, after pretty much Vitalogy if you were following the band it was like what happened it, they, that's a lot of people's reaction Pearl Jam's first three records untouchable yeah man. 10 was amazing it was so sick and then something happened i don't know why eddie had to pick up the guitar that's the only thing i gotta say about that i, I can't figure it out it's like they obviously developed the, the ability to write good songs oh yeah and then they decided somewhere along the lines we're gonna stop doing that i think <laughs> it's true I, you know what look i agree with that to a point i'm not saying that there's nothing good after no, no, that no, but no 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 you have to, you you have have to, to look for it right before it was every or you single, have to accept. every single, so even the B sides in those early Temple of the Dog, anything they were involved great. with, great. Yeah. And then after Vitology, it was just like, pfft. and we experienced that. I think it was Senior Week, like Vitology was <laughs> kind of like percolating, yeah. and yeah. we're like, all right, we're already starting to wonder, like after verses, like what's happening, yeah. you know? But we we were like, okay, there's some good songs on here, and also too, like I mean, Eddie's voice changed. Well, the, yeah, that could be part of it. Right. I mean, like, he wasn't going to be singing Blood when he's 45. No. I, I, you know, it's, that song's high, very octane. No. And, like, yeah, I, I agree with the songs kind of suck. I, like, outside of Vitology, I, like, I think, like, three or four songs on Yield. And after that, I'm like, eh. Actually, it's funny you bring this up because this is a bit of bone of contention. Not bone, but it's always been, like, a conversation we get really into, the four of us, many nights in our patio or outside talking about Pearl Jam. Um yeah, Pearl, and it just, it's always been funny. And my dad is a massive Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, I make a serious. massive Pearl. So, the, so, so, like, if you ask him, like, hey, hey, Zeb, like, who's the greatest rock singer in the nineties? He's like Eddie Vedder. Eddie, every, and they think, like, oh, Cornell's good. The, I, I, I'm not going to deny that they're a great band. No, 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 oh, no, yeah, no absolutely. Right, absolutely right. I'm just saying that it just seems like the music really trailed oh, off. I no, I agree. I 100 agree. I just, I'm yeah. sure he feels the same way too. Because, oh no, he does. He's okay. like, he's, he'd be like, he'd be like. What's up, Pat? I'm thinking of him smoking. He'll be, he'll be like, Matt, I don't know how it happened, dude. At the Vitalogy, Eddie just took a shit. Yeah. <laughs> just, okay, well, so we're all on the same page there. All right, Bear. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> so, Bear, are your parents supportive of this musical career of yours? Oh, yeah. I've had, uh, Hell like, yeah. Yeah, I would say I've had, like, um, I think they got me my first guitar. Okay. Like a tiny squire. What kind of music were you being introduced to? Uh, Linkin Park, Tool. Uh, it's so weird that you guys were being introduced. I guess it's not weird, but you were being introduced to all the bands that we grew up with, and it's yeah, really cool. Ton of Iron Maiden, Metallica. Um, Say Slayer too, in that clutch. kind of Clutch. I don't. Well, Slipknot. Probably not as much Slayer. Mm-hmm. A lot of Slipknot. 
So this could be a fun episode for you guys because the last episode was with the bassist of Iron Maiden's son. I saw that. Yeah, dude, that was so, awesome. Did I say that right? The bassist of Iron Maiden's son. Yes. Yeah, dude, it was great. So it was awesome. anybody that goes and listens to the Ravens Age, which is a great band, by the way, they might just actually stumble behind this episode. So it could be, that'd be, sick, could be good for you guys. Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. I listened to the podcast. That was great. Let's see here. Have the influences that you guys grew up with can remain or have they kind of evolved? Have you kind of grown out of some influences? Like there's certain bands that didn't age well with me. Like I, I really liked them as a kid, but now I'm like, nah. nah. Mm, I don't know. I feel like well, me and Dolly personally, this, uh, we both and probably towards what freshman year or something like that. Uh, I would say probably like our sophomore year. Yeah, we school. got into um, we got into country music, actually. Me and him are pretty big. I mean, I'm wearing, all, I'm wearing all black. I mean, you can tell, I, don't, I love Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Um, especially, like, you know, like Hank Williams Sr. I'm like the, the 40s or, you know, a lot of the old, like, the old stuff I like particularly. And um, Yeah, it was it was decent. Yeah, and, and there was, I mean, if you think about it, there was a lot of good, for me, Hank Sr. was the, was the, was the shit. I mean, we went to Nashville, like, a week ago, and we went to Country Music Hall of Fame. I saw Hank's 44 D28. Martin D20, I'm like, oh my God. Like, how many albums that was on? But personally, that was one of the big ones, him and Johnny Cash for me. I mean, I'm similar. I mean, I mean, I have a very eclectic taste, and this is why I describe it. If I'm in my truck, I listen to like, I can't, I do, I, I, I can listen to like Sepultura harder. Um, but a lot of times, I'll be listening to like, a country, a random country music it could be whatever it is i'll be listening to something and if i'm in the gym it's like it's you know roots bloody roots sepulchre or like um or you know pantera 13 steps yeah because you got to lift the weight right, right you're not going to lift the weight like being serenaded by right. uh but, taylor swift, taylor oh, swift. No, not taylor swift. but if i'm like not. home studying for exams it's like new like new music it's like rex orange county it's like um Frank Ocean. It's more like chillax, sedate, like sedated music. Uh-huh. I'm studying because you know my ADD brain just can't be like all the time because I would go insane. Yeah. Um. But then yeah, I mean, if, if, if I walk on campus, I'll play like you know some like alternative like indie stuff. Uh, Matt, how about you, dude? Because because like me and Matt have more alike music tastes than even me and Noah do, ironically enough. Because because yeah. because me and Matt love seventies like like CCR and stuff. All right. I feel like I'm the bridge because I feel like I also like the really hardcore stuff too. Okay. But I think. When I was younger, when I was real young, all I liked was that like stoner rock, okay. like the like the Led Zeppelin Sabbath kind of Doors, thing, like that kind of thing. yeah, Doors. Like I, I really liked that. I also liked a lot of reggae, ska, Americanized kind of reggae stuff. But um, I don't know. These days, I'm all in on indie rock. I don't really listen to like I listen to a lot of other genres, but like my main genre is indie rock. So somewhere in here in my notes, I actually say that you guys, it's a it's a '90s grunge approach with an indie flair like a yep. modern yeah. indie flair. There, there's some there's there's some moments yeah. there's moments i think we're kind of getting heavier though as time goes on so. i think so yeah good might be even more hardcore nice in, in a couple of years i mean who knows in a couple of years maybe we could just be more turnstile yeah that's a, i mean i mean that's just a random hair in my ass at the moment but it could be yeah that's it is a very, very strange, strange trace. Trace. indeed I all right on oh Either way, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's, it's not good. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so hairs on or in the ass. Um, we'll go ahead and leave that in. Let's finally discuss Irreplaceable, as this interview has been. What was the inspiration for this particular song? And was this also Josiah Orsi? Yes, sir. Um, okay. this, this one this one really sounds professional. It sounds really good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, the other ones sound good, too, track. but this is really great. It's our newest track. So, like, the whole album is about to sound like this. And it's got, yeah, I guess it looks like a, a sun in the background with a picture of the top of that thing in Bel Air, the uh, whatever that is. It was just a really weird edit that I, like, uh, I made. Yeah, 3 a.m. in the morning, which was awesome, though. Yeah. What building is that? I honestly don't know. It was when I worked at Black Eyed Susie's uh, off the back deck. If you walked, like, uh, walked off the back deck, that's still there. Okay. Um, You can find that there's, like, a building, and, like, the uh, skyline was, like, perfect. And you just said this is this is it. This is the uh, same cover. Took a random this is an irreplaceable picture. I, I mean, I'm giving it. I'm giving it meaning for you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the. I mean, to. What kind of spurred it? I don't know. Because uh, I mean, I'm not sure you are, Brad. But I'm kind of a homebody. Um, yeah. But to answer your question about the inspiration, I, I was kind of going away from, you know, to school and 
you were kind of going to school? No, I was going away. Okay. Nice. I'm <laughs> just kind of going to school, you know, the way the way you do. Yeah, you know, yeah, you kind of half-ass school. Um, <laughs> now, so I was going away to school, and I was just like, kind. yeah, kind of. Keyword, kind of. All right. Um, and I was just listening. I just, I, I was, and also one of the inspiration, I think that song is also, is which Matt might know this, is John Mayer. Okay. I kind of, I was listening, I was listening to a lot of John Mayer and studying and kind of ripped it off of, um, one of his songs, not really, but kind of, um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, ly- lyrically, I had that completely done before I even went in the studio to record it. Because I, I one night, I, I wrote all of it one night. I don't think it sounds like a ripoff of John Mayer in any capacity. I'm just saying, just in the verse parts, the like, it's it's really just E pentatonic with like some seven chords in there and stuff like that. Um, but I, I was just like, damn, you know, like you know, like it's kind of like my time and at home before I went to school was kind of irreplaceable. I mean, like. Yeah, obviously, oh. yeah, obviously, these guys are irreplaceable. My parents are irreplaceable. You know, my girlfriend's irreplaceable. I've been dating her. We've right. I actually think right after we started recording, three years. Right, I started dating her like right when COVID hit. Yeah. So I was kind of like, for me, a culture shock to go. You know, to. I mean, I'm not sure even Salisbury a lot. Salisbury is a drastic difference from here. Yeah, it is. The people are different. I mean, it's a good school. I mean. It was just like me kind of trying to process me, trying to have to basically get everything I own and move to somewhere that's unknown. Well, you guys are, are you're doing great. I want to hear more from the, the group try. very soon. Uh, what is what's next for Vendetta? And we're going to hear Irreplaceable at the end. But yeah. What's um, next for you guys? So we got a show. Uh, that's right. Friday. June 24th. But you also have one this Friday yeah. at the what was it called? The Pocket in D.C. Okay. It's I, it's like I think it's similar area to where the old 930 Club was, uh-huh. which if you look, it's now something. It's something called like what's it called now? It's like it's something new. But the Foo Fighters just played their with the Atlantis. Drummer. Yeah, the Atlantis. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah, we're playing there June 9th, June 24th. We're playing with Nick Ellison. At Zen West, um, and then July first, which this show, I mean, I'm not sure how these guys feel. I'm most excited for because it's gonna be with two bands we're friends with from Harford County, Harpen and Aquatic Nine, and a band that we played actually the record with called Plus Impulse, um, mm-hmm. and that's the first show we've played with Harpen and Aquatic Nine in two years, at so, least two years, yeah. at least two years. And I, I then I kind of said that before the podcast, and we last time we played there, well not there, but with the three ba- with Harpen and Aquatic Nine. We were at the State Theater and we had a wall of death for Harpen. Yeah, That's it was fantastic. Yeah, it was like seventy people in the pit pushing each other around, and it was just insane. And, yeah. and Jared loves that. He loves oh, yeah, that. He <laughs> the tables are flying. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, it became an inside joke. I think somebody like tried to jump on stage dive, and Jared's like, "Okay, look, I've got insurance on this event. <laughs> yeah, Don't right, touch right. the golden lights. Uh, yeah, they the golden footlights. If you like break them, they're like, they really are irreplaceable because they're one of a kind. But that yeah, should have been your single cover. It should have been. Maybe. God damn it, Hayden. But yeah. So yeah, that's our common stuff. And right now, I was like I said, I just I was in the studio yesterday with Lovely Josiah Orsi. Um, he's a he's a fantastic producer, and also I mean I'm not sure to you guys, but he's been a great mentor and friend of the band. Yeah. yeah. I, especially because like he's a good dude. And me for me songwriting, like I was just like uh, and he was like here, relax, go and just rip what you can. And eventually, I got to the point where I just like, I mean, like I said earlier, he was actually he was like, dude, like, and at this point, I don't have to tell you, I don't think you ever any suggestions. You just do it. So that, that was a huge, that's a great compliment from him. And yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, we're fortunate. We actually had a lot of help along the way. Josiah, Orsi for one, um, Matt Poth, good deal. Matt Poth, yeah. And then now I work currently work in Musicland. Um, J, JD, the guitar tech, he's the open mic sound engineer there, and um, Joe Poyo. I mean, those two guys, both of them doing it for years. You know, so we've had we're we're fortunate, I think, in the sense that we had a lot of we had a good amount of guidance or mentorship on along the way, but I'm very very happy about it. Well, guys, I appreciate you taking the time to come onto the show. I will do my best to get this edited by the time your show at the pocket. Awesome, Sweet, I mean, man! I appreciate. I can't it. promise anything, but I'll try. Awesome, hey, yeah, dude, yeah. Ian, hey, Ian's having this on, man. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. I've been itching to go on for. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. This is great to be back repl- on the mug, man. Yeah, yeah. Matt. Uh, I, I appreciate the t-shirts too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is irreplaceable.